Turn Up, Turn Down is presented by Multiplatinum.com. Multiplatinum.com is a website dedicated to educating producers, engineers, and musicians with the best music production tools, techniques, and strategies to create a successful career in music. Multiplatinum.com has hundreds of hours of tutorials ranging from Pro Tools and Logic Basics to deep dives into advanced pop production techniques and more. One video series that has helped me recently is the Logic for Pro Tools Users course, which helps longtime Pro Tools users like me transfer our skills over to Logic. Please check out Multiplatinum.com today for these courses and more, and begin to take your skills to the next level. And now, turn up, turn down. Welcome back to Turn Up, Turn Down. My name is John. With me today is Eric. Thanks for checking us out. We got an awesome episode today. Yeah, I'm super stoked. We're going to break down some drums recorded in Ocean Way, Nashville. It's going to be awesome. We've really been planning this since like the very beginning. <laughs> yeah, we've been wanting to get to this one and finally we are. All right, let's get into it. So as we said, we are looking at some drums today. Are we um, looking at them or are we listening to them? Um, I'm looking at them. <laughs> You're going to be <laughs> listening to them. And uh, we record the we recorded these in uh, at Ocean Way in Nashville. And Ocean Way is an old church converted into a studio. So it's just this big, magnificent, majestic room. And it's awesome. Um, yeah, the console's great. Big Neve. Check out the website. They're, everything about it's great. Um, the song is off my wife, Kelly Torres. It's off her record. Um, the check song, it out, iTunes, Spotify. Yeah, do all that. Go check it out. Um, the song's called Blood in the Water. Um, and yeah, should we just, let's listen to it. Yeah. And then we'll break down what we're listening to. That's it. Sounds That's, awesome, man. Yeah, I love, I love, uh, I love that tune. Mm -hmm. Very good but song. More specifically, the drums are awesome. Let's listen to the drums soloed up. We won't listen to the whole thing, um, but let's just check out just the drums by themselves. Yeah, nice. Uh, there's there's a little verb on that, but the the room is huge. Like I said, it's an old church. And you can kind of hear that, like every every mic has some room in it. You yes, just can't the, get away the hi hat from it. when we were going through it earlier. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's like the hi hat when you compress it. It sounds like a big room mic. I know you recorded this a while ago. Do you remember what kind of drum kit? Yeah, he had a. It's a Ludwig. Um, it's a newer. It's a newer okay, Ludwig. Like the Ludwig. Yeah, Maple Classic, something yeah. like that. Cool. Yeah. And um, the drummer's name is. Evan Hutchings and he's uh he's a monster. Yeah, he's really you good. can tell. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he sounds it's really good. Super even playing and it's it makes drums easy. Uh, let's break this down. Let's look at each. Let's listen to each uh, each one by itself. Yeah, let's take a um, 
we'll listen to each uh, mic and we'll talk about what mic was used. Yeah. Kick drum. Exciting. <laughs> That's kick in. Kick out. So I know for sure that was a D112 on the inside, um, probably an 1176 on it, tracking um, through the console. I think every everything here was used through the console because they have an amazing console. Uh, FET 47, kick out, classic, boom. I think that one actually had a pull tech on it just because just <laughs> just they have them there. And it was like, <laughs> let's use everything we possibly can. Sure. Um, here's those two together. So you get the snap from kick in, you get a little bit of the boom from the kick out. They work together nice. Yeah, the, yeah. the kick out sounds really good on that. I'm not a big fan of D112s. I don't be, like them. Yeah, but My, it, it's doing the job here for sure. Yeah, I, I'm i kind of favoring, I should be <laughs> favoring the kick out more and then that, the inside kick is just to get that tick right. and the definition out of it. You're emotionally favoring it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like, man, I wish it was more. I like a, I like the... Audio Technica ATM twenty five. That's my favorite kick in mic. Yeah, I've got a couple different I like for different genres. I like that EV eight sixty eight. It's awesome. It's a pretty good all around one. Yeah. Um, that uh, Sennheiser six hundred nine. Yeah. Is a that's a really nice rock. Four twenty one works good. Four twenty one does thing look too. good. Yeah, work good too. Yeah. Yeah. Snare drums. Give it a scope. I'm gonna mute the any verb and effects we have right now. So we're just listening. Snare top. Yep. Not sure what snare that was. He was working with a couple that day and we, we were kind of changing out till we found the right one. And it I sounds didn't do a good, incredible. Yeah, a good job of keeping track of what he was well, using. I, but you recorded this like a year ago, right? Yeah, that too. Over a year. year yeah, a year and a half ago. Um, probably same thing. Console 1176, classic 57. Snare bottom. Not much of that in there, just a little bit to... Yeah, just a little sizzle. Yep. Here's the two together. It's crazy how consistent he is with that snare. It, I asked Eric earlier if that was a sample. It, it, it sounds like yeah, the exact same hit every time. He does. He hits it right in the middle or wherever he needs to. Right. Every time. He, he's so good. So, like, you really get the the snare bottom on the ghost notes. It kind of mm -hmm. gets a... Yeah. It really keeps that syncopation and the, the rhythm there. Here's a hi-hat. Classic hi-hat. <laughs> it's got, got a lot of snare in it. Nothing oh, yeah, it does have that. Yeah. There's, there's nothing you can do about that. Nope. And so, you know, it add here. So here's kick hat and snare together. That's nice by itself. Yeah. Just that. Uh, and then you got toms, 421s on toms. The toms sound good. I don't know if there's any in this section. Anyways, uh, overheads, we were using coals. Check those out. Mm. Nice definition on that hi-hat. The way ribbons smooth out the top end in just such a natural and good sounding way, it's, yeah. I love that. There's great separation in that kit. You still have, I mean, the, the kick is a little bit, um, my headphones are on backwards. <laughs> the kick is a little bit left heavy, uh, but that snare. Anyway. Yeah. It, they sound nice. It sounds really good. Um, 
I don't think there was any other processing on that. So next up, we have the Mono Overhead, which is a Neumann U67. It's, I use it sometimes as, as like a distant snare mic. So yeah. I try and get mm -hmm. everything out of it except for that, and it just kind of adds some room to the snare. Um, or I will do a, use the Mono Overhead for the verses and... Uh, the stereo for the choruses just kind of add some idea. width and that kind of thing. Um, a mono room. You can really hear how big the room is it's there. Very large. I'll turn it up just a little bit. Isn't that kick? It's thunderous. It sounds awesome. That so, room sounds so good. The, the, all what you just showed right there just is everything good. It's a good mic. Yeah. A good room and a well-tuned, well-played drum kit. Yeah, that, that kick isn't flabby. Like the, it's it's punchy. It's low. It's mm -hmm. right where it needs to be. It gets in and out. You know of the sound. Yeah, and what you know, to, and the cymbals too. Yep. You know, you were talking about that earlier. Uh, off, off recording. Um, he used the right cymbals, and they're again they're in and then out when they need to be. So I'm just turning up this room a little bit, and because you have all those things. A good room, good kit, good player, good mic. You have a really balanced. Yeah. It's very roomy, but it's super balanced. You can hear every part of that. I, ha I have some processing on Let me turn that off so we can hear. Not very much processing. Everything's almost the same volume. Yeah. The hats, the, the snare, and the kick. And then you have the glorious far room mics. Now these are two M49s, um, Neumann M49s on like 30 foot boom stands <laughs> that, they, that they only use for this. They do a lot of string sections. Yeah. And so these mics never leave these stands. They don't get moved around because they're probably 15, 18 grand a piece. And then not only that, but they are running through the, con the beautiful console and their Fairchild. Oh, wow. They just keep that patched in because that's what everyone always wants. Yeah. Um, I'll play them clean first, no processing. Check out this room. It <laughs> sounds amazing. What got me was like the release on, that, on the snare. Play it again. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Here's with the snare. So you hear that snap from the close snare. That's awesome. What's so good about it too is a, a lot of times, are, were these up high? Yeah, they're, they're at least 20, 25 feet in the air and about 20 to 25 feet off the kit. You know, a lot of times when you get mics up high like that, you get too much of the cymbal. Right. In the rooms, and those don't sound like that at all. Well, the nice thing is there's also, there's still, the, the roof is peaked, so there's still a good 15 feet above the microphones. Yep. And, um, above it, and then behind it, there's another 10 feet of room. Wow. So they're not like stuck up in a corner somewhere. Right. So they just still sound open mm -hmm. and awesome. Yeah. Uh, here, here's what processing did I do on it? Okay. It's a little EQ. Cleaned up the bottom end. Yeah. So now we broke it down. Here's the whole kit again. You can hear, I hate to keep talking over it, so you can hear how much of the sound is relying on just those room mics. Like yep. I'll, I'll mute and unmute just the room. 
with without <laughs> that sounds good but I mean it's a drastic difference there's all your depth and all there's mid-range on drums is hard because it can sound woofy or nasally um, so when you have beautiful rooms like that that are even it makes it all you get all that mid-range you need to translate on speakers and that kind of right. stuff that you know well it can mid, too much mid-range especially the low mids on the drums can just clog up your mix in a hurry because yeah. they're such a prominent instrument. Yep. Yeah. That sounds amazing, dude. I'll bring in some of the verb back and I'll add in the percussion, which is just like a stereo, two different tambourines, just to add some width and some shimmer. And I'll also add in the drum. I'll play that. Uh, the parallel drum smash mix. So there's just that. And then I'll add in the direct kick and snare because that's basically all that's going there. Turning off the parallel drum mix. Back on. This gives it some more snap. Yeah, it gives it yeah. all that stuff. And that's that's just uh, the kick and snare close mics going to another bus, mono, and um, just kind of smashed and snapped up with an 1176 just to give it that snap. Good, good stuff. Uh, I wanted to play just the drums and bass together. David Labriere on bass, he's really good. That's <laughs> that's is amazing. Play Love all it. the uh, all the instruments, no vocals. Okay. So what's so nice about that is everything is well balanced tonally. And I don't necessarily mean like your mix, which, which is good, but it's the, the way the drums, the actual drums themselves, the, the kit he played, meshes with the keyboards and meshes with the bass. It all fits. It's very genre appropriate. Yeah. It's very well played. It's very, I mean, well produced is a, is a blanket term. But you can tell that care and thought and planning went into, like you said, changing out the snare and make sure it's the right, right. snare for this sound in this song. Well, and the, you look at the bass tone, it plays well with the drums because yeah. the drums are kind of fat and deep and that kick has some extension on the low end. Mm -hmm. And then, so he's playing, he's not playing big, fat, low notes. Yeah, he's he's playing, playing more kind of up yeah. and it's more a low mid range. And so they just, they go together. The keys, the key, the piano is, it's real simple. So he is playing like big, dark things to fit the song. John Henry Trinko is his name. He's amazing uh, keys player. And then all the guitars were done by Jerry McPherson, um, who's a top session guy here. Um, so yeah, they're all just playing together in the right parts. Good players make engineering and production a lot easier. Absolutely. That's yeah, a, they're, that's playing, a, they're playing to the song. Yeah. Yeah. So... 
if we've, uh, or now that we've walked through mm-hmm. this, we know what you recorded originally. Let's take a look at what we could do differently if we wanted to experiment with, let's say, overhead placement or just sounds in general. If we recorded these drums and got back to the our other studio, and we're like, yeah, I don't know, we made the right choice. How do we fix that? Yeah, what can we do? Yeah, totally. All right, so we opened up another session. It's the same drums, same part of the song, but we have mixed these differently. I say we, being very generous to myself, who stood behind <laughs> Eric and was like, yeah, yeah, that sounds good. Um, so what, what did you do differently on this version? With this one, just to change it. So that one was a big, open, wide, very kind of just balanced, um, what I would consider pop, rock pop is the word that comes to mind yeah because it's you know nothing too aggressive it just kind of fits the song and the drums aren't like the key feature of that right it's the vocal so um we kind of just changed up directions a little bit and went for a mono drum sound um other than there is a little bit of reverb that's stereo but every as far as panning goes and all that um oh no even the verb is a mono verb so mono drum sound we went a tiny bit more aggressive Mm -hmm. uh, and just Tried to show just a totally, completely different sound. Um, and so this is a good reason why, if you're not exactly sure how you want to, um, how you want to process things afterwards, um, you, you record a mono room and a mono overhead, yeah. and you have this option to mix it in mono later. Yeah, let's check it out. Still, obviously, a lot of room. You can't get really away from that in that room, but no, it, a lot more aggressive. It's 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 much punchier. It's yep. in your face, um, and there are no additional samples, you know, or anything like that in this version. It's the same ones we were using, mm-hmm. just or same sounds we were using. Yeah, balance different, panned different. A little bit more compression involved here. A little some, saturation, yep, and some saturation distortion. Let's hear it in the uh, in the track. You hear those nuances and stuff, the ghost notes and all that kind of yep. stuff come out and the snap and the crack. It's still, it's a little aggressive, I think, for the song. But, but like, maybe like 4% too aggressive. It's yeah. not, it's not far off. That's right. Yeah, it, it sounds good. It, um, I sort of miss the wideness a little bit mm-hmm. with the, it makes the keys and everything that's, that's panned hard right now seem even wider. Yeah, it's a, it makes it, them sound too wide to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it kind of takes me out of there, but the sounds are fantastic. Mm. I think it sounds really good. Just for comparison, here's a a mix of the old drums in there. So the kick and snare are still present in that version, but everything else is a is a good deal yeah. quieter. Here it is again. New drums. It adds a totally different dynamic, the different does. energy. Um that's almost like you would want to record the vocals differently yeah. if you did something like that to give it more of a throwback yeah. vibe or something. Yeah, because this... All up on the vocals. It's too much 
especially because there's no backgrounds and stuff. It's just her to have the drums up and aggressive in the middle like that just kind of throws it all off. It's almost like you would, um, with that snare being so snappy and right there up front, I'd, I'd want some like slap back or something on the vocal yeah. to give it some space yeah. because there's not there's less of it in the drums in this version. So here's kick hat and snare. We did a little bit different processing. We got some dirt on one of the kick mics, a little more kick out. That sounds awesome. That's the kick out with with the devil lock, devil loke, whatever you want to call it. I don't actually know the correct pronunciation. L O C, loke maybe lock. There they are, kick hat and snare again. More snare bottom for sure in this mix, and a little more compression. That snare bottom adds aggression to me. It, Absolutely, it, it sounds like distortion, even mm -hmm. though it's just the snares and all that. Then we have this mono overhead now sounds same thing, saturation clean. That's fun. <laughs> sounds awesome. All of a sudden, that close mono overhead sounds like. A fat room mic. Seriously. Here's those mics together. That's awesome. Listen to the kick. The sustain on the kick. It, you it really, really get blooms it. with yeah. that overhead, yeah. That's without mono overhead. With. Boom, boom. That sounds really It good. holds out almost right to the next snare hit. It's it's cool. Let's check out the... All we used... Um, kit. So before we had stereo overheads, mono overhead, mono room, and then the two, the stereo far rooms. So on this mix, we're just using all the direct mics and then the mono overhead and the mono room. Here's the mono room. Sounds a lot like the mono overhead now. And those mics, those mics were probably about 10 to 12 feet difference <laughs> in where they're located. That's crazy. And with that saturation and stuff. Overhead. Room. They, they sound different. They, it, have, they have the same kind of tone, but different It's uh, like balance. you get the same amount of room in both of them, but the mono overhead has more close mic as well yeah <laughs> and the, it just doesn't have that in the room <laughs> room and more room with right. the bass with the bass it works really well oh, with man. that tone that's the same tone but it kind of makes the bass sound more aggressive with it the does. drums more aggressive yeah i think that's a, that's the biggest factor too is just keeping it now this is this mix wasn't meant for the song but always checking back with the rest of it because you can make the drum sound amazing like these these drums sound really cool but that wouldn't work with this song no. so that's why it was mixed the other way right and that's the most important thing yep always have the song in mind uh so that that was another way now we have a third one that is even more extreme yeah we we were talking about what would be a good way to kind of demonstrate the concept that you can mix drums differently. But I really think that both of us were coming at it from the standpoint of drums are awesome and how do we play drums more on our podcast? <laughs> yeah. And so we were like, let's come up with three ways to do it. Yep. So what we did with this one is we went with some samples. We didn't have really any samples going on the other one. Um, 
or kick and snare are a completely different world than where they were on the uh, on the original mix. Um, we did a cool thing with the overheads and rooms too. I'm gonna let Eric get to that here in a second, but uh, let's play it all together and see how it sounds. The whole mix? No, just play the drums. Okay. Yeah, that sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah, I love that. It's it's a the samples are much more um I guess you can say vibey, but kind of vintage mm-hmm. but also kind of trashed a little bit. Yeah, it's it's like uh <laughs> they're cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're the Darren King that drum samples. Mm-hmm. Um John and I have a soft spot for Darren King. Yeah. And uh Big time. they made some awesome samples. So we use here's the kick that we're using here. It, that low end extension on that is so deep. Yeah, it's fun. But it has like a note to yeah. it as well. Do, 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 yeah. do, do, with the snare. Again, it's a sample, so it's super clean. Yeah. But we left the snare bottom in too. All right, here's the snare bottom. So you still get the ghost notes. Yep. There's no kick out. And then we trashed up the hi-hat mic, which now sounds like. That's cool. Makes it sound like a ribbon mic. Mm-hmm. It almost sounds like a drum loop. Mm-hmm. And this, this toms are the same. I'm going to highlight this. It's a nice tom fill here. Yeah, the toms kind of fit. They're dead or, yep. or um, I guess, dampened well, mm-hmm. and they, they sound really good. Check out these. So, again, no far room um, and no stereo overhead, but we kind of panned out. And the mono overhead and the mono room are panned gently. The overhead is panned 30 to the left. And the room is panned to 42, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's supposed to be at 40, but that's where it's... So check out the, the mono overhead. That snare sounds so cool. It's awesome. It almost has like an 8-bit that, that exactly like snap on it. it. Yep. And then here's the uh, mono room. Just a little saturation. Yeah. Here's those two together. They're not a perfect stereo pair, but with the right balance. That's a cool sound, man. Yeah, that's just the the two. You could use that with the bass and maybe the kick drum. Yeah. I'd... I wouldn't be mad at anybody that sent me that. <laughs> <laughs> you ha- you, you kind of need that kick for the low end, or the bass would need to be in a lower register. Right. And then just put a bunch of fun delay on the tambourines. Play 
play it all together with the um, with the instruments with the track. in track. Yeah. yeah. With the vocal? Yeah. So it's interesting that that's a pretty drastic departure from the original, but I actually feel like that fits a little bit better with the song than the mono version did. Yeah, just the previous one. Yeah. Here's, here's the original mix just to hear it. Here's the new one. I love that snare sound. Yeah, it's so cool. So way different, but this this one suits the song mm -hmm. to, still to me. I think because of the snare sound, the kick is so low and the snare is more up and not so fat. It still gives the vocal mm -hmm. some some space and some some energy behind it as opposed to just burying it in that in that previous second mix we did. Yeah, I think that it's um, it's interesting. It almost it's kind of like the there's no right answers sometimes, you know, it's, but as as long as you think from the beginning and have a vision that makes sense, you can achieve it a couple different ways. Yeah, be know? intentional. Right, exactly. Like you either, like we intentionally wanted on this song, on, a, on another song on the record, we went for a very much vintage, like Beatles sound there. Mm -hmm. Every, every mic is sent to a, like a dirty tape delay that we, that we used live from ocean way you know That's so it was, cool. it was printed that way we tracked it that way so it was the drums took took all that space up and you know so we were intentional about why we wanted to do it and same thing with this um on the original mix of the drums we wanted it to just be wide and just the drums do their thing which is hold time yeah not really jump out too much they just do their job um but you could have just easily gone this way and said the drums need to really add excitement and that feels much more like a drum groove. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. yeah. I want to just solo up this these drums and then the original drum. Sure. Here's the original mix of the drums. Yeah, those that, <laughs> those far rooms are so good. <laughs> it, that just gives. I, I would call that natural. Yeah, is how that sounds. Yeah. yeah, back to the the new one again. They're not. It's drastically different, but it's not. It still kind of has that same maybe EQ curve. Yeah. you know, to mm -hmm. to me to my ears, and um, that's fun. Yeah, drums are awesome. We've talked about that before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just guitars, bass, drums. I'm just messing with the drum bus compression.
I like that mix. Sounds awesome. <laughs> Makes me want to remix the whole record. <laughs> <laughs> but that's great. You know, you can pull something up and everything that's old is new again. Yep. You just with fresh ears and a new take and and doing things like this is fun just to stretch yourself. You know, mm -hmm. you think you mix a song. Um, you hear a lot of mixers talk about that, like just pulling up a song and mixing it again. And I used to be of the mindset like, well, that's how I mixed it. That's how I'll mix it every time. But if you intentionally mix it different, like I had whatever, 14 to 16 drum mics, intentionally only pull up four. Right. And then pull up some of the other tracks and uh, start messing with it and see see where you get. You might, you know, miss some things, bring them in and play around. I think that's how you really get, cre that's how you build build creativity um start using things and you know we we brought in some saturation and some distortion to kind of fill in frequencies that those other mics weren't there to fill in you know like the mid-range and that kind of thing and it's just uh fun to get creative with it i think you said it well too is it doing something like this really shows how creative the mixing process is you know it's already there it's already recorded but you're still making decisions, you yeah. know, after that. How, how do I want to present this recording? And you mm -hmm. can obviously change it in a very drastic way now yeah. with plugins and triggers and all that stuff. Or you can present it honestly, you know, like your original mix. This, these are the drums we recorded and this is the way it's, you know, we recorded it like this for a reason. It's just really cool. It gives you a bunch of stuff to think of, uh, a bunch of things to think about. Yeah. Some of it's safety net and some of it's just... Uh... You don't know. Sometimes it's not just like a safety net per se, but you just aren't sure yet. Yeah. You know, if you're not tracking, we only had a three-piece tracking. Right. We didn't have guitars yet. So we had drums, bass, keys, and then vocalist. So there's there's a lot left to the imagination. So you don't know just yet what you're going to what your final drum picture or keys picture is going to look like. So yeah, it's it's definitely different too to and say. And you're an ocean way, yeah. you know, just go for it. <laughs> have, some, have some fun. <laughs> Throw up the thirty thousand dollar room mics. <laughs> Why it, not? It, it's different to say I'm going to do it like this or like this, and I haven't decided which of those versions. So I want to make sure I've got both of them covered. And it's different to say I don't know how I want to do them at all. I'm going to throw up all the mics. You know, that yep. is never going to give you where you, what you want to get. Yep, I agree with that. So that's it. Yeah, them's them's the drums. So have fun. Get creative, get weird, try something different. There's nothing wrong with saving a new session and just starting from scratch again, halfway through your mix. Just just have fun with it, you know? It's music. We would love to hear awesome drums that you've recorded. Yes. Whether it's one kit, one, you know, mic on a kit in a basement or whatever, if you, you know, please send it. We'll check it out. Give some feedback if you want it. Yeah. Drums are the best. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. <laughs>